Hello, Cultivate family. I hope you are having an awesome week wherever you are when you're listening to this. Welcome to another solo episode of the podcast. Two in a week, you're very, very lucky or very, very cursed, which which either way you want to look at it is absolutely fine with me. So I have had quite an eventful week so far, especially for me. I went to my first ever stag do. I've never been on a hen do or a stag do. For all the Americans watching this podcast, a stag do or a hen do is the equivalent of a bachelor or a bachelorette party. In the UK, we love putting the word do on the end of things. I honestly don't know why it's stag or why it's hen. So if anybody knows, please enlighten me. But I went to one, it was my first one and it was in Hamburg, and you're probably hearing this and thinking, oh God, how did you survive? And it was actually really lovely. So it was with six cis straight men. However, I love all of those people. They're some of my oldest friends. So it wasn't super bro-y, it wasn't super macho-y. They really do all love football so much though, and the stag do involved around going to Hamburg to watch a non-league football match. And I do like non-league football matches. I used to go to them. I used to go and watch Lewis women's team play when I lived in Brighton. And it's just coffee and pints and dogs. So it is quite good vibes. The weather the whole time I was there was incredible. I'm not a big drinker, so I was kind of worried about how I would fare up. But honestly, we just did dive bar after dive bar. I had a couple of drinks alongside all of the German sodas I could find because if you know me and if you've been following me long enough you know that I'm an absolute sucker for different types of sodas or energy drinks or whatever in other countries it's my absolute favorite I also ate some really good baked goods and I obviously had to have a pretzel at the football because that is the true German experience right there but yeah it was actually wicked and it was nice to spend time with people that I don't see a lot anymore. And I organised it for the drummer of my band. I'm the best person at his wedding, which is also very sweet. I've never been a best person before, so I wanted to make sure I lived up to my duties and I think he had a good time. So we're good. So that's how I started my week, coming back from the stag do. It was also my top surgery anniversary a little earlier, which completely snuck up out of nowhere I honestly couldn't believe it and looking back on the last year honestly just the best thing I've ever done for my body image and my gender dysphoria I've definitely still got things that I'm working on as we all have but when I look back now to the picture that I took of myself the morning of my top surgery so before I went in for the operation I took a picture of myself, topless, and when I see that now, oh my god, it looks it looks weird. It doesn't look like the same person. And my partner actually said the same thing to me. She's like, that doesn't look like you. You look like you now. And that's just been a huge part of what was missing. And I will always be grateful for the people that helped me because I know that a big part of me being able to fundraise comes from the privilege of me having a small platform through fitness and through my bands. So forever so appreciative of that. Then the third thing that happened this week was I got a prostap injection for my endometriosis. It's a mixed bag here. It always is with me. You know that by now. But prostap is a hormone that they can use for gender affirming purposes. It can be used to treat breast cancer, all sorts of different hormonal things as well. But it's used for endometriosis in a sense that it stops your menstrual cycle. 
So what essentially happens as a side effect of it is you go into early menopause and I can't say I'm looking forward to it as a non-binary trans-masculine person. I'm sure you can see why. And also from a standpoint that obviously one of the side effects is that my bone density will decrease and my strength is super important to me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel empowered. So I had the first one. It didn't really hurt. I didn't get any immediate hot flushes in the last 24 hours, but I am worried it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks this weekend when some of the side effects kick in. Oh my God, that is a giant spider that's just crawling across. Oh, absolutely not. I don't know what I can do about that now. Oh my God, I'm going to have to pause. Oh God, that was stressful. I hate spiders. I hope it's not still here. Anyway, I'm going to see the National this weekend with a friend and I'm worried that the side effects of this Prostap injection is just going to hit me like a ton of bricks and I'm going to end up just bawling my eyes out in a hot flush at the National this weekend. So wish me luck and I'll keep you updated. So today I'm going to share with you my approach for how I help all of my Fuzz Culture Club clients navigate their fitness journey on their own terms and build strong lifelong habits completely free from toxic diet culture, gym culture or hustle culture. This is maybe one of my biggest values and focuses when it comes to everything I do. I want people to be able to navigate their own journey on their own terms and don't feel like they need to compromise anything because I think a lot of the time people do. I'm so passionate about it because the fitness industry just gets this so wrong time and time again. And it's at a point where fitness spaces or creators have become like so robotic and often so unrelatable that we can't always find the support that we're after when we just need a little bit of help, especially with the whole Instagram fitness industry online coach thing. And I know that technically I am one of those, but I'm striving every day to be the good representation within that. There is just so little outwardly queer representation in this industry. And so many of you will have heard me say before that often in the queer community, when it's lacking in something, when we can't find the thing that we want on our terms, we're really, really good at building it. We're good at rallying people together, building the thing that we want to see being the representation that we wanted. And that's exactly why I built Fuzz Culture Club. So few coaches out there have a more trauma-informed approach and see people's situations with nuance instead of just in black and white. That was my main struggling point when I first started training. I was just expected to put the work in, and if I didn't do it, I was told I was making excuses. There was no compassion for meeting me where I was at, and there was no compassion for the fact that I lived with a chronic illness that often stopped me moving my body a lot. And there was also no compassion for the fact that I was navigating a world that is hugely transphobic and at times feels very unsafe for a lot of us. Nothing is ever that simple when it comes to building consistency in your training and nutrition. There is no black and white. We aren't just navigating those two things. We're navigating our life, our work, our social life, our mental and our physical health and the rest of the world. On top of that, as I just mentioned, so many of us as queer or trans folk, we're navigating minority stress, discrimination and mistreatment, especially in some workplaces. A lot of us don't even feel like taking care of ourselves is really possible in this climate, but it absolutely is. There is a way to do it on our own terms, which is what this podcast is about. And it's what I do for my people in Fast Culture Club. Now, a lot of the time we will have started trying. 
but it never, ever feels like it lasts. We never get past those first few weeks of a new gym membership or like the first couple of weeks of being organized with our schedule or working on our sleep or planning our food shop. The approach that I take to finally help people make the real long lasting changes, the long sustainable stuff in their lives is to approach each and every person with complete self-compassion, respect and zero judgment. So if you're looking to do this for yourself, it should be absolutely no different. You deserve all of that too. I'm telling you that right now. So if I'm in your headphones right now, let me just repeat that. You deserve self-compassion, respect and zero judgment, whether it's someone else talking to you or you talking to yourself. Your well-being journey shouldn't have to be something you constantly restart. It should be something that we work on and maintain and enjoy day to day. And this is what I help people do in Fuzz Culture Club. And this is what I'm going to talk about today. For anyone that's just joined this podcast or just found me, Fuzz Culture Club is my one-to-one program where people work with me on their training, their nutrition, and other aspects of their lifestyle. Because as we all know, taking care of yourself doesn't just involve working out or eating well. It is so much more than that. It's self-care. It's working towards body neutrality. It's working on your relationship with food and exercise. And for every person that comes through Fuzz Culture Club, the journey is completely different and yours will be as well. But more broadly, what I will take you through today is based on the ethos behind everything I do with this podcast, with my one-to-one people, with my group program Cultivate. Today, we're going to go through the initial mindset of getting started why it can be different this time round with a bit of grace and self-compassion, why you shouldn't have to compromise your values or morals for anyone or anything, and how we can make our habits actually sustainable for a lifetime and not just for a 12-week shred or a six-week program or a brief month when your motivation is high and you're not as busy. Before I start going through things, I just want you all to know that I have been in and out of different workout programs, nutrition programs, lifestyle coaching, fitness coaching my whole life, and I never found where I fit. I never found my people. And if you never did either, then you are exactly the kind of person that this podcast and this community is for. I want you here. I struggle with an eating disorder my whole life alongside navigating my sexuality and gender And I did a podcast on that. It's called My Story, if you want to listen back to it. Finding fitness was an absolute game changer for me. And I loved the empowerment of lifting weights. And I loved the process of building strength. But I soon fell down a very toxic hole of hustle culture, diet culture, and every shitty supplement and toxic behavior you could imagine, every quick fix, because I was so desperate to see quick results. But none of that was ever on my terms and none of it made me feel good. I want every person that is part of this little community to feel great in their bodies, regardless of where they're at in their lives, regardless of where they might be in exploring their sexuality or their transition or where they're at in navigating their own journey in life in general. I want everyone to feel good now because we all deserve to, regardless of our future plans or goals. We live in a world that does not often make us feel seen or make us feel like we can outwardly be ourselves, but we deserve it. And we deserve to have a place to do that in. Are we in agreement? You can't talk back to me, but I'm going to take that as a yes. So that is your pep talk over and let's now crack on. So let's begin with the mindset of getting started 
and making it different than before with a little bit of self-compassion. You've got to want to do it for you. And if you don't, it won't happen, which is why it might have felt really hard before. You might have not found the right style of training that you actually enjoy. You might not have found the right gym or the right plan or the right sports team. You might not have been doing this for you, but you might have been doing it for what you want other people to think of you, which is so easy for us to get caught up in. Getting started has to come from you and be for you. And it can be different this time, but you've got to show up for yourself to make it that way. If you are someone that wants to get consistent with your gym training, if it isn't enjoyable to you, then it won't happen. If you want to eat well, but you don't like the taste of the food that's on your plate, then you're not going to continue to eat that food if you don't like it. If you're setting yourself a goal to read every day, but you're trying to force yourself to read for an hour when you haven't even managed to read for 10 minutes, then you're just going to end up sacking it off. We need to make things easier for ourselves and we need to stop talking to ourselves in a shitty way when we don't get things right the first time. Getting rid of that negative self-talk can take you from a person that trains for a week and gives up to a person that trains for the rest of their life and enjoys it. Now, I'll encourage my clients to do less days at the gym or shorter workouts if that serves their lifestyle better. And you can do that for yourself too. You don't have to be smashing out three to five sessions a week if the capacity and the time that you have right now only allows for two. What we're doing here is creating a compassionate growth mindset that is completely on our terms and not adhering to the culture that we see in the outside world, full of capitalism and hustle culture that puts pressure on us to do absolutely everything full throttle. Someone with a growth mindset will miss a workout and say, that's cool, I'll just reschedule it to another day, and this won't affect my progress in the grand scheme of things. Someone with a fixed mindset will miss that workout and they'll say, well, I've missed one, so I've ruined everything now, I'm just going to give up. I want you to embody that growth mindset with some self-compassion in everything that you do. And as always, it sounds a little bit cheesy and not very sexy, but I promise there is substance in this. A growth mindset doesn't focus on being 100% perfect every day. It just focuses on doing little things every day that build up to larger gains over time. And that's how we create our long-lasting habits that aren't just temporary. This is also why so many people that sign up to Fuzz Culture Club don't need to keep restarting their journeys again and again. They actually just start once and then we keep going on their own terms. Whether they stay with me for three months, six months, a year, it's all on their terms and they never have to restart because they've started with a growth mindset and they are working on practicing the self-compassion part, which is probably the hardest bit. It, it always was for me. The other thing about mindset is if you are surrounded by a bunch of people that are embodying that same self-compassionate growth mindset, you're far more likely to embody that yourself day in, day out, seeing others do it as well, which is why community is such a key value for me. We're very much all in it together. It's all well and good me telling someone what to do, but seeing a whole community support you in making decisions for yourself that feel good, that speaks volumes. So why shouldn't we have to compromise our values or our morals for anyone or anything? Bottom line, it's not going to work long term. We're going to become frustrated and resentful. Often when it comes to fitness and nutrition, 
people think they need to be doing everything in a conventional way. It's really normal for people to come to me and expect to do measurements, progress pictures, get their calories and macros in a very cookie cutter workout plan. They expect to do their big lifts, do their cardio and track their macros and take new photos every four weeks. But that literally isn't the case at all. And it doesn't have to be. And it also could be why you haven't found your happy place with it all yet, because that doesn't align with you. It's not your vibe. It's not your flavor. And part of the reason that we think like that is because we have a lot of coaches in this industry that think their way is the only way. The pictures, the macros, the calories, they think that's the only way and they won't meet you where you're at. You'll get a protein and a calorie goal and a generic workout plan and that'll be it. No compassion, no nuance, no trauma-informed practice. And this is why finding a space, a form of movement, a community that matches your values counts for everything. And it might take a few goes to find the right one, but that is absolutely okay. Are we going to give up if we don't find it to begin with? No, because we've got that self-compassionate growth mindset now. We're just going to try again if the first thing doesn't work out. So many of my team have had issues with prior coaches or fitness spaces not being accepting or empathetic of their abilities, their lifestyle, their work, their chronic illnesses or their gender expression. So it's no wonder they actually fell out of love with moving their bodies, having to have all these experiences in a more mainstream version of the fitness industry that they don't necessarily align with at all. Your values and your morals are absolutely allowed to come first, even if you don't find your thing first time, whatever that might be. So last little thing that we're going to talk about today is how can we wrap this up and make all of our well-being habits sustainable for a whole lifetime on our terms? So here are all my top tips that you can literally start to think about an action as soon as you finish listening to this. Firstly, I want you to take the reins on your own journey and step outside the box if you want to. If you don't find enjoyment in like the traditional workout methods that most people do, try something else and be prepared for it not to be amazing the first time around and maybe need to try something different. Find a space that feels like you, that includes you and understands you, whether that's online or in person. A community where you feel like you can be vulnerable, you can thrive, and you can work on your own stuff together, but with support from people like you. That could be a gym, a group, or an online community. It'll surprise you how important that community aspect is. As we talk about a lot in this podcast, practice that self-compassion and imperfect action on the regular. Give yourself some grace if you're not having the perfect week you set out to have. You don't have to start again every Monday just because you took a small step back because the chances are that step back was very, very insignificant in your wider journey anyway. Let's not dwell on it. And off the back of that, let's talk to ourselves better. A good question to ask yourself when that negative self-talk creeps in is would you talk to your mate like that? With me, it's like, would I say that to Aubrey if she did something that she didn't plan to do? Absolutely not. So maybe you can use your pet for that as well. But if you're talking negatively to yourself, would it fly for someone in your life? If it wouldn't fly for them, don't let it fly for you either. We want to keep that growth mindset at the forefront. Growth for me could look completely different to what growth looks like for you. But I'm sure the one thing that we could both agree on in this is that we deserve to take the time to look after ourselves in whatever way works for us and feels good for us. Don't conform to someone else's ideals because the chances are 
they're not going to be the same ideals for you. They're not going to hit in the same way. And lastly, reach out when you need help. Don't let the hard stuff or the overwhelm swallow you up. The bottom line, the thing that I would love you all to take from this podcast today is that movement, nutrition, and well-being should add something to your life, not take away from it. If it's taking away from it, then it's not going to be something that's possible for you to do forever. But we can make it that, we just have to put the work in, and then we'll only start once. We won't start over a hundred times. So to finish up with, if you are struggling to get started, I want you to ask yourself, what do you have to lose by not trying any of the things that we've talked about today? If you're ready to make some changes in your life, you can literally start now. And this is coming from someone who was forever waiting for the perfect time to start once. And I wish I had a lot sooner. You will feel great for doing this. All right. Before I leave you, if you're thinking about signing up to Fuzz Culture Club or Cultivate, there probably will never be a perfect time to do it. It's very, very easy to say, I'll start when I have less on. But if we're really honest with ourselves, our life is never ever going to get less busy. It just changes. So if you're thinking of reaching out, my little application form is in the show notes. I reply to every single person that fills it in. So if you do fill it in, check your spam because they very rudely put me in there sometimes. If you listen to this episode or you've listened to a lot of episodes of this podcast so far and you think that someone you might know might really benefit from the stuff that we talk about from here, please give it a share. Please pass it along. I love this little fitness community that we're building up over the last year and I will continue to put the work in to build it up as much as possible and give as much as I can, especially through this podcast. Okay, I'm going to love you and leave you now. And hopefully on the way out of the studio, I'm not going to get mauled by the giant spider that I just saw. I wish Aubrey would do her job and chase it away. But yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. Take it easy, Cultivate family. I'm out.